Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. And uh, you've also been calling for to get rid of uh, Menendez, I know. Um, but first, before we talk about that, what's your reaction to the exp- expulsion? Well, it's like uh, I'm not surprised, but but to me, I think the, the more important picture is is that we have a colleague in, in the Senate that actually did much more sinister and, and serious kinds of things. Uh, Senator Menendez, uh, he needs to go. Um, and if you are going to expel Santos, how can you allow to somebody like Menendez to remain in the Senate? I have no idea what's happening anymore. Up is down, left is a banana. I am. I am at a loss. It's the view. It's John Fetterman. John Fetterman, who you cannot be sure understands any question being asked of him, who has decided that he's going to drape himself in Israeli flags, take posters of hostages and put them near his office door and tell Democrats to kiss off if they don't like it who shows up at the pro-Israel rally draped in an Israeli flag and is now on The View saying, yeah, Santos is bad, and therefore the former congressman who got expelled today should have been expelled for his uh, dirty dealings and what the Ethics Committee found. But Bob Menendez is more sinister? Uh, uh, Let him wear a hoodie, who cares? I've... I don't. I don't know what's happening. Up is. I. I oh, this is nuts. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Eight three three. Got Tony. Eight three three four six eight eight six six nine. And and he's he's like on a tear. And you know Santos's kind of lies were almost you know funny and like you know he you know landed on the the moon and that kind of stuff. Uh, whereas. <laughs> Whereas, you know, I, you know, I think, you know, Menendez, I think, is really a senator for Egypt, you know, not New Jersey. Uh, so I, 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 I really think he needs to go. Holy crap. I don't even know what to say. I don't know what to think. I don't know what to say. I do not know what's happening. How does one respond to this? What I have said about Senator Fetterman uh, is, is the following. I wish his family cared about his health because it's clear that he's not okay. It's clear, obvious. When they changed the rules, so, you, oh, yeah, you can wear a hoodie on the floor. That was wrong. In every way, your job is not to make the man more comfortable. He's got an issue with depression, so everybody else has to change their rules? No, he has to get the help that he needs to be able to, to deal with it. I've talked about going through this in my own life, and and to that point, just just really quickly, because uh, I I heard something today about uh, uh, a a guy. It was it's an Indianapolis, Indiana story. A guy on a on a bridge, and he was going to jump and uh, trying to talk him him down from this. And and w- what happens to you when you when you get to this place of of depression, um, where you're like, I I want I want to end it all. Uh, and and I'm a guy who went through this. I for for uh, a while had suicidal thoughts, uh, depression. Uh, probably, got, you know, if I really trace it back to my very early teenage years. 
And and it just it made me think of the fact that, you know, I talk about the fact that things do get better. And my life got better. And certainly things changed for me when I stopped lying to myself and I stopped lying to others. Uh, things got better. But I, I, I don't think I've ever stated that it doesn't mean that there aren't bad days. I would never argue to the... I, and I don't know if anybody who's like a professional would ever talk like this. But so, so take it with a grain of salt how I'm having the conversation. I don't know what cured is. <laughs> I don't know what that would be. But what I, what I was able to do was to be able to engage in, in a very rational way in my life where I, you know, the, the, here's what's happening. Here is the issue. How do I work my way through this? And that doesn't mean some of those issues were rough and they have been over the years and bad and have been over the years. But my attitude towards them was this is surmountable if I just work a plan to be able to to surmount it. And if I start by by not clouding my brain and clouding my vision with nonsense and, and lies, I can I can actually achieve. I can make things work for me. And so that's how that's how I did it, and and I, I always encourage people. Uh, the the new hotline is nine eight eight. The old one was one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. I think still both work. I never made that phone call, but if you need to, uh, do it. Make that phone call. But it, it's important that you you note that it, it's it's not like there aren't bad days that will come ahead. There, there are bad days that will come ahead. The question is, are you now better prepared, if you will, to, to deal with it and just make it a bad day as opposed to a string of bad days, which become bad weeks and become bad months? Because I can tell you, in my 20, I had months I don't remember. I have no idea what I did. I don't know how I spent my days. No clue. Wasted. Absolutely wasted. The only things I remember was thinking about how ways to end it if you know what I mean, and my life. That, that I remember. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm better off not having done that. So when, when we talk about Fetterman and depression, it is about the self. You can't make yourself feel better by changing the rules for everybody else. So this whole idea of, of, of changing the rules in the Senate, allowing uh, the, the shorts and the, and the hoodies was nonsense. It's been nonsense. The, and, and now... This is this is what he's doing. Bob Menendez is a senator for Egypt, not New Jersey. That's an incredible line. And uh, especially it's kind of strange that if Santos uh, is not allowed to remain in the House, you know, someone like that. Yeah. Are you, though, uncomfortable with the fact that there hasn't been an adjudication that while he's been charged, there hasn't been a conviction Menendez. with Menendez? Uh, I, I, I am. I, I am. And it's like he has the right uh, to, for his, his day in court and all that. But he doesn't have the right to to have those kind of votes and things that uh, yeah. that's not that's not a right. And, and I think uh, we need to make that kind of decision to uh, send him out. That's incredible. And, and I will note this. He does have the device in front of him. But that is the first time. In, I mean, he's given short statements regarding uh, Israel and other things. This is the this was a a, a minute. This is a minute twenty seven uh, of the whole clip. So Joy Behar asked a question. Let's call it sixty seconds. It's sixty seconds of a complete answer where you understood every word. So maybe 
he is getting better. Now, I argue this should not have happened while he was a senator. And I argue that it has been uh, wrong that he sat in the chair. I don't shy away from that. But I might disagree with him on 9 million other things. But one can argue that that's an answer. And you understood every word. And he clearly understood the question being asked of him. So good for him for getting better. But dear Lord. What it took to get here should not have happened while he's a member of the Senate. As for Bob Menendez, oh, yeah, I'd, I'd throw his ass out, too. <laughs> I, I didn't know this was this was a debate at all. Uh, I want to get into the whole white lung thing. I don't know if people are, are talking about this like they should. This pneumonia cluster and what we think it means. That story is coming up. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today. Isn't Joe Biden hilarious? Someone gave this guy the button. No, everything's fine. We're, we're all good. What are you talking about? Are you really concerned? Oh, don't be, don't be silly. There's, there's not a single thing to worry about in any way, shape, or form. Okay, people, move along. There's nothing to see here. Just the president joking with some guys about how his Marines have the code to blow up the world. It's all good. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. What's going on, everybody? 833-468-8669. Got uh, Tony. Uh, the Dow is up 252. The NASDAQ up 61. And Jerome Powell, as we have been telling you, the chairman of the Federal Reserve, cutting rates? Whoa up, kitten. Premature, I believe is the term that the man used. Pushing back on the market expectations for interest rate cuts in 2024. Remember, we talked about the futures. And uh, and, and the future is 52% of those polled, right? Those Wall Street type folk polled. Uh, they see interest rates going down in 2024, maybe a full percent. And Jerome Powell's like, oh, you're all adorable. Now, who wants a cookie? Yeah? Well, that cookie's going to cost you a lot more because of inflation. It's therefore the rates are staying up. Now be quiet and get back to, I don't know, whatever it is he gets people back to doing. It would be premature to conclude with confidence that we have achieved a sufficiently restrictive stance or to speculate on when policy might ease. Translation, we'll wait. We're going to wait. That's what we're going to do. We're going to just keep on keeping on. No one should think that this economy has turned around. And no one should think that the Fed is going to act in a way that's going to put them in some level of bad light because they didn't stick with it long enough. 
Just saying it what it is. We are not out of the woods yet. And then there was this story. Um, there's a, uh, a woman by the name of Joan uh, Jacobs. Does she go by Joni or Joan? J-O-A-N-N-E. Or is it Joanne? Maybe it's Joanne. Maybe it's Joanne uh, Jacobs. Um, uh, she does a lot of, uh, of writing regarding uh, education and a series of other things. And um, it's an interesting piece about what she calls beeflation. What in the world is beeflation? B, letter B, dash flation. And it cites a Gallup Learning Heroes study, which I had never heard of before. 79% of parents say their child is receiving mostly Bs or better. And 89% believe their child is at or above grade level in reading and math. But the standardized test scores, when you look at them, say that's not true. And that's true. That's the case for at least half of the students. This is especially true for black and Hispanic students. More than 85% of black and Hispanic parents think their child is at grade level in reading or math. But according to the, the studies, 17% of black students, 21% of Hispanic students show grade level proficiency. Amongst white students, 42%. So here's the question. Because these, these numbers are frightening. 61% of parents... Very or extremely confident their child will be well-prepared for college. Among 12th graders taking the ACT, remember you take the SAT or the, or the ACT, uh, 40% met, met readiness benchmarks in reading, 30% in math, and the numbers amongst black and Hispanic students were lower. And what's weird is that when, they, when you survey the parents, specifically black parents, say they take action, they knew their child was, was behind. Now, there is something that plays into this regarding charter schools and homeschooling, where uh, one, of the, one of the areas where, where homeschooling and, and, and self-directed study, I guess I'll put it under a larger kind of framework, is really building in popularity is amongst black parents who want something better for their kids and aren't going to be told no. And it puts them at huge odds with the political left and their, of course, a love of unions and therefore their support of classic public education, which we see in a lot of places has failed these kids and failed us. And we keep allowing the failure because we put the onus and the importance on the actual union and paying the teachers. And we don't put it on making sure that the student is funded and getting the education that they actually need. If you ask me if public education has failed, I believe the answer is yes, based on the evidence presented. And I say this as a guy who sends uh, his children to public school, and I consider it excellent. Because there are two sides to the bell curve. And in some places, the school districts have got it right. I discuss with my kids all the time, 
do you see this level of woke madness? Do you ever see this? Are you ever approached by this? Let's take a look at your homework. Only once or twice have I seen something in the homework, uh, specifically history related or, or English related, where I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Sit down. Let's. This is not. Oh, erase, erase. No, no, no. That wording is nonsense. And here's why. And then, and then we go over it. There are people who have this happen constantly. Teachers pushing agenda. Well, either uh, it's not happening to my children, or my kids are too dumb to know that it's around them. It's it's one or the other, which I, by the way, I'm not, I'm not going after my kids. I have said this uh, to them, like, I, I and I've, I've asked it in a nicer way. Like, do you just not notice? And they're like, we don't, Dad, we don't, we don't see any of it. We're doing our thing. We're hanging with our friends. No one's, no one's causing us any grief. We're not seeing anybody. We're, we're not seeing any rallies. We're not seeing, none of that. Just everyone's, you know, doing their stuff. And so I'm like, okay. I, 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 good. I'm, I'm happy to see it. That's excellent. So there are two sides to the bell curve, and there are places where, where the, the, the school districts are doing solid work. There's a vast number of places where it's failing horribly. And I think there might be something to this if you take a look at this conversation. Parents think their kids are doing great, but they're not doing great. Am I somebody falling prey to that? I think my school uh, district is doing great. What if they're not? And how would one check it? Because what is it like to be so off base? 80 to 90% believe their kid is at or above a grade level and they're nowhere near it. So one of two things is, is happening. How many parents are being lied to by the schools and how many parents want to be lied to? That second one is huge. And, it, and, and we should not dismiss it that there are parents out there who don't actually want to do the work. They just want to be told that their kid is great. They don't want to be told why their kid has to be left back. They don't want to be told, uh, no, 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 your kid's not going into fifth grade. Couldn't read on a fourth grade level. Sorry. Oh, no, no. Social promotion. Get it done. Don't upset the parent. Oh, my little Johnny's a genius. What was the line from Sex in the City? Uh, the one of the one of the Sex in the City ladies is at a, a baby naming, and this woman is holding her baby. Ah, oh, the kid looks beautiful, uh, and the woman holding the baby says, "My son is a god, and I tell him so every day." Well, that happens. That happens. You know it happens, and if you don't know it happens, you're the person who does it. But you, that's that's true. People don't want to have to deal with some hard reality that maybe their, their precious little Johnny ain't so precious and ain't so smart. Is the school lying to us or are we lying to ourselves? Are we accepting what is as valuable without asking ourselves what should be a standard? What could be a standard? These are solid questions. When I talk about specifically black parents, but other parents moving towards homeschooling and self-directed education, it's because they do want better. Better is good. It's a fascinating piece. If you go to TonyCats.com, you'll see it in the show sheet. Go be a part of that. Subscribe there. TonyCats.com. This is Tony Katz Today.
So as I was saying, um, I didn't engage the debate between DeSantis and Gavin Newsom. Yes, I have Fox News put together by Sean Hannity as an idea of, of really detailing who won and who lost. Because everyone's going to take from it what they will. And, and most importantly, does it move the needle? I've argued many times. Tony Katz, that's me, by the way. Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. Be a part of what we're doing over there at TonyKatz.com. I'd appreciate it. Uh, I've stated uh, that if the election was today, I'd vote for Ron DeSantis because I have, don't care that he's a terrible campaigner. I, and he can't smile. Dude can't smile. It's weird. Uh, I care that things get done. He's got a laundry list of things that get done. And when I say I'd vote for him, I'd vote for him to be the, the, the nominee in the general. I'd vote for him in a general because I'd vote for whoever the nominee is in a general. I think he has a better chance of winning and, 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 and getting people over. That's my take. How do you argue with Trump being ahead plus 50? Well, you argue by saying, well, let's see what Iowa brings. How do you argue against uh, Nikki Haley's rise and her attraction of women? Well... I think that DeSantis has much more of a record to run on. It's my take. But with with all of this, I'm here to tell you, if Nikki Haley's a nominee, I'm going to vote for her. I can't say that about the Trump people. If Ron DeSantis is a nominee, I'm going to vote for him. If Donald Trump's a nominee, I'm going to vote for him. All are better than Joe Biden or whomever the Democrats Put up because we all know that that this is is possible and and uh, as I have been saying, people keep discussing the the idea that uh, Gavin Newsom is going to replace Joe Biden, and I keep saying, why would you think that it's going to be Gavin Newsom when clearly it'll be Michelle Obama? Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. That was not necessary. Kind of harsh, pretty rude. How dare you? You don't have to treat me like that. They're going to replace. Joe Biden with a white man and step over Kamala Harris with a white man. Mm, That's a hard one. That's a hard one to swallow right there. I'll leave that for others and we'll wait to see what happens because it'll probably take place at the convention. Is I what I would my bet my bet would be is that it'll take place at the convention uh, in during the summer of twenty four. But they had this debate. Newsom and, and, and DeSantis, and I said, oh, you, who won, who lost, uh, it, it all depends on your politics, it depends on, on uh, whether or not you think answers need substance or answers need uh, abusive uh, power, it needs to be a good dig, right? it depends on those kinds of things. Well, I'm here to tell you that Ron DeSantis won the debate. And the reason that I say this has nothing to do with the debate. I mean, I can play you answers from now until the cows come home, and I've shared it already. Here, let me, I'll just find a random one. I, I, I grabbed so many uh, uh, clips right here. Um, this is, uh, wait, hold on, wait, where, where is it right here? Um, here is uh, Ron DeSantis uh, with maybe the line of the night. Well, that, that's a pretty slick way of not answering your question. He went on a binge of putting out a lot of left-wing platitudes. Here's what I would say. I, I talked to a lot of the people that have moved from California to Florida, and we never used to get people from California to Florida or really anywhere in the East Coast. Why would you leave California? It's got the best weather, Ron, great Ron, natural forces. Excuse me, sir. Yeah, last so, but one of the things that I did, I had uh, I was talking to a gentleman, a couple. Guys, I'm going to let the debate breathe. 
but it's his turn. Let's take, let's take turns. So I was talking to a fella who had made the move from California uh, to Florida, and he was telling me that Florida is much better governed, uh, safer, better budget, uh, lower taxes, all this stuff. And he's really happy with the quality of life. And then he paused and he said, you know, by the way, I'm Gavin Newsom's father-in-law. So we do count Gavin's in-laws as some of the people that have fled California um, and come to the state of Florida. And- that is solid. It tells a story, and it's a solid dig. It's a two. It's a two for one right there. But that wasn't why I thought DeSantis won or lost. As I said, I wasn't staying in it. But now I'm here to say DeSantis won because of this headline at Politico: Newsom camp, Hannity DeSantis cheated, and of course they dispute the charges. The messy primetime event outside Atlanta between Gavin Newsom and Ron DeSantis didn't end when the Fox News cameras stopped. Newsom's team says DeSantis and Fox broke several rules. Okay. Gavin Newsom lost. Lost. If you're going to claim that the other side cheated, well, it's over. It's over. You agreed to it. The questions got asked. You answer the questions. That's it. Why is it? Why is it this idea that somehow uh, you you thought it was well wrong because it was it, this was so wrong and terrible because it was a two on one? Newsom's advisor says the debate was rigged and Newsom still won. The Democratic Party has told you that anybody who says anything is rigged is trying to thwart an election and trying to destroy democracy. Now they're saying it with glee. You agreed to the thing. You agreed to the thing. And if this is the argument you want to use, can't every Republican use this every time a debate is on ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, or MSNBC? Every single moment. Well, it's rigged. No, 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 the, the Newsom people said we could say rigged, so it's just rigged. That's it, it's rigged. They're rigged, 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 rigged. And that's it. This is nutty. Newsom uh, said on the debate that he had fun, and uh, he's like, I could have gone longer. I am not so sure. Um, as is reported, uh, the grievances um, were just the start. This was a 95-minute debate that took place. Uh, Other alleged violations of both written and understood rules involved DeSantis. A DeSantis aide said California first partner Jennifer Siebel Newsom. Isn't that... um, Oh, California first partner. Oh, I thought California first was some kind of group. No, uh, you mean mean the the, the wife of, of Gavin Newsom? We now say the first partner? Is that... Oh, a DeSantis aide said that it was indeed Newsom who stepped in and ended the debate on her husband's behalf because Hannity invited the two to go deeper into overtime and other people on the grounds confirm that it's Newsom's camp that ended the debate. And of course, the DeSantis people are saying Newsom got beat so badly last night, quote, his wife literally had to throw in the towel for him. It was embarrassing. Now, if you want to argue that the DeSant- that the DeSantis team worked with the Hannity team and cheated, you cannot then argue you want to debate on the merits. What an unbelievable mistake. Massive mistake 
from the Newsom team? Or was it? So let's go back to what I started with. I did not get into a conversation of winners and losers in, in, in the debate. People are going to take from it what they will. I, I have people that I follow who thought DeSantis just wiped the floor with them. And then I saw David Marcus, who I like tremendously. It was like, guys, this is clear. Gavin Newsom beat the crap out of Ron DeSantis. I don't like it, but it's true. And people are like, how could you think that? And he's like, what do you mean, how do I think it? I watched. And you're like, okay, people had real, real different takes. Fellow radio hosts, uh, friends of mine are like, uh, none, none of this really matters. You understand? You understand where Trump is ahead by fifty points. What is it? Any, why are you even caring about this? So there's a lot of these different moves and maneuvers. This all now kind of fades into the background when you look at Gavin Newsom saying it was rigged. The argument from Newsom should have been, "We won," because that's what you say, and then you leave it at that. When you argue it's rigged, you're saying we're not up to the challenge. And now you're creating an opportunity for others not to do debates. Well, we think it'll be rigged. I mean, you thought this was rigged. Super, super duper weird. But it now can set a stage for saying Gavin Newsom cannot take any heat. Gavin Newsom cannot engage any debate, Gavin Newsom cannot handle any criticism. And his past interviews show that, by the way. Gavin Newsom is weak. We had asked before this debate began, what was in it for them? Ron DeSantis had a lot to lose. He had a lot to lose in a debate like this, considering that next week he's going to be part of the presidential debate in Alabama with Nikki Haley, with Vivek Ramaswamy, and I think Chris Christie makes it onto the stage, which, mind scramble. So he could have really gotten hurt in this and then have to deal with it from uh, from Vivek and, and, and Nikki Haley, because I don't think uh, uh, Chris Christie would... Would, would hit hard uh, so much on that. He's going to go after, uh, I think, Nikki Haley uh, with, with a little more uh, aggressiveness. Considering, of course, his whole strategy for Chris Christie is New Hampshire and Nikki Haley is, is trending in New Hampshire and he needs to chip into that. So that's why that's going to take place that way. For Gavin Newsom, well, he had a lot riding on this because if he's going to be seen as the heir apparent... To Joe Biden, he wants to be able to uh, show himself as somebody who is, what is the word that I'm looking for? Awake, that's it. Someone who can actually be awake after 10 p.m. He's younger, he's he's, uh, attractive in in that way. Uh, You know what I mean, settle down. Uh, And and could be an attractive uh, replacement candidate, never mind the issues that the Democratic Party has with that. But when you say rigged, never mind where the Democratic Party is, you won them over by saying, I want abortions anytime, all the time, third trimester, moment of birth, three months after, anytime abortions, fine by me, abortion, yeah! Like, like he gave that answer. So you already got your, your progressive people. But when you say rigged, did you actually win over an independent at all? 
in, in any way, shape, or form. Did you win over a single independent? The answer is no. When you say that a 14-year-old should be able to come to California and have their body mutilated and quote-unquote change their gender, it's okay if their parents don't know. And if you're opposed to it, you have no decency, which is what he said. I don't think he won over independence. Don't think that at all. And then you say it's rigged. You're saying you can't take it. You're saying you can't take it. It's exactly what you're saying, kitten. You can't take it. You can't handle it. You know the kind of person who would say it was rigged? Donald Trump. Which is weird because Gavin Newsom spent the whole night talking about Trump, comparing DeSantis to Trump. You're not as good as Trump. You won't be the nominee like Trump. Everything was Trumpity, Trump, Trump, Trump. And then he says, oh yeah, by the way, this was rigged. Just like Trump. Oh. Oh my. This, this was a mistake. And then, of course, there's the the baseline, which I I knew we all understood from the beginning. When you say it was rigged, if if you're Gavin Newsom, you're admitting you lost, right? We all agree with that one. We, I think, we all understood that as the as as the baseline. It was the given, right? Saying it was rigged, oh, so you lost, okay? And now you're making excuses for why you lost. That's that is as true as the day is long in this case. Oh, Gavin Newsom. Um, Democrats need to start looking somewhere else now. Because it turns out uh, the guy with the slick back hair and the Joker smile can't take the heat, people. He can't take the heat. Who's next, Democrats? Who's next? I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz Today. We made a lot, and a lot of people made a lot of Elon Musk's comments uh, regarding uh, sponsors and those who want to boycott uh, X uh, because, oh, what terrible content they're putting on the platform. Oh, my God, there's always been terrible content on Twitter. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, good to be with you. And if some of you missed it, uh, it, it sounded a bit like this. But there's a public perception that that was part of a apology tour, if you will. This had been said online. There was all of the criticism. There was advertisers leaving. We talked to Bob Iger today. I hope they stop. You hope? Uh, Don't advertise. You don't want them to advertise? No. What do you mean? If if somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go f*** yourself. But go f*** yourself. (laughs) Is that clear? Yes, Elon, I do believe that was actually very, 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 very clear. Everybody got that, understood that. And that's what most people went with and most people played. I don't think that was the most impactful part of his, his, this this was about a five-minute segment where it started with this commentary, how the people of the world will hold these uh, advertisers accountable for starving Twitter, uh, pretending that they were doing something good. This was the point that he was making. His point was about something we discuss here, which is do-goodery. I hate do-goodery. 
because it rarely does good. It's people who want to tell you about all the good things they're doing. They want to show you all the good things they're doing. And usually you're the one get hurt, gets hurt because they're doing good means you have to change your life. Or in other cases, it's people just virtue signaling, look at the good we're doing. And it's to this that he's talking about Tesla and electric vehicles, regardless of where you are in electric vehicles. But just listen to the point that he's making. Tesla currently sells uh, two, twice as much uh, in terms of electric vehicles as the rest of uh, electric car makers in, in the United States combined. Tesla has done more to help the environment than uh, all other companies combined. It would be fair to say that, therefore, as a leader of the company, I've done more for the environment than everyone else, any single human on Earth. How do you feel about that? No, 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 how do I feel about that? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm asking you personally how you feel about that, because this goes, we're talking about power and influence. And, I'm, and saying, I'm saying what I, what, what I care about is the, the reality of goodness, not the perception of it. And what I see all over the place is people who care about looking good while doing evil. <laughs> them. Okay, And that is the part that matters most. These people want to show you how wonderful they are. That's all they want to do. And their do-goodery very often in the world of policy is about forcing you to do the thing they think makes them look good as opposed to actually doing good, which is the thing that matters. That part from Elon needs to be played quite a bit. This is Tony Katz today.